All right, so I want to talk about a pretty deep topic for people that are getting into real estate. I put a post on on Instagram last week, and it's, here's what it said. It said, people that want to leave a job that they hate often get into real estate and find themselves not showing up for themselves the way they did for their, for, for their full-time employer. And it's so true, right? I mean, all the conversations that I've had with agents that are part-time agent, have the full-time job, all they tell me is, man, what do I need to do to go full-time in real estate? I, I only have a little bit of time because I'm working so hard for the employer. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, let's just look at this for a second. Why is it that people that have the full-time job, they, they say how bad they want to get out of that situation. And then they get into real estate, they end up quitting that job yeah. just to struggle to show up and prospect for two hours. Yep. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? You sh- you gave that employer your best self mm-hmm. that you despised the whole time. You resented the job the entire time. And now you're exactly where you want it to be. You're working for yourself and you can't even show up for yourself. Yeah. And the obvious answer is accountability. Yeah. And the thing is with people that get into this industry and leave the job, mm-hmm. they want to be their own boss. I want to work for myself. I want to, I don't, I don't want that accountability. Find themselves in a world where the ones who win in this business are the ones seeking accountability. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I think you're 100% spot on, but I also think it's important to define accountability um, because like it, accountability in the workspace, you know, sure you have a boss who's telling you what to do, but a lot of the times the reason you're doing your job, you're putting those 60 hours a weekend, like you're doing everything for that boss or that company isn't because they're babysitting you, telling you what to do. It's because if you don't do it, some shit's going to happen. That's a great point. You know, like what, what, what mm. I, what I describe. So like when, when agents come to us asking for coaching and accountability, this is how I describe our coaching and what we do. And, and what I think agents are really looking for when they want accountability isn't for a boss, isn't for someone to babysit them. Cause that's why they left it in the first place. So I describe their journey of real estate and like succeeding in this business, like a road trip. Mm. So let's put it this way. Let's say somebody lives down in Florida and their, their income goal for just to relate this to real estate is 200 grand. Okay. So I tell them, all right. So if I told you that I had $200,000 for you right up here in Michigan, all you had to do is get in the car, come drive here and get it. And that's all I told them. They're probably not going to get here and get it. Cause that's kind of like where they are right now. They, they're like, all right, well, how do I get there? What's the address? Like, can I use a GPS? But when we start to describe, all right, well, we're going to give you the address we're going to allow you to use a GPS. You can bring someone in the car with you. You can have a buddy. And on mile 324, when you get a flat tire, we'll help you change it. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to be in the back seat asking you every 10 minutes if you're still driving. Right. Right? Because what, like, would you need us to do that? Right. What? No, because you're going to come get the money. You know how to get here. You have So like, that's what I describe as accountability is just having a clear path to get there. And like every once in a while, you're going to need someone to help you change a flat tire. Like you're going to want the right environment but I don't think agents want babysitters. And I think that's kind of something we have to clear up for people. And maybe it's just having self-awareness of what you need. Some people might need a babysitter and there's nothing wrong with that. I always joke when I call it sure. a babysitter, but what are your thoughts on that? When I well, describe it that way? So you said something. Yeah. I, I tell a story that's similar, but it's a little different in that the thing you just, that just hit me was you were just about to talk about loss aversion. Yes. And uh-huh. here, here, yeah. here's what we know about human behavior. 
is, and I think this is the answer Mm -hmm. to the problem that we pose in today's episode, is human beings are much more motivated by the fear of loss than they are for the opportunity of gain. They're much more motivated. And this is why we see the people that work at their full-time job Mm -hmm. that are getting the guaranteed paycheck every other Friday or every Friday, their motivation to keep that paycheck we know this is not an opinion Mm-mm. is much greater than when they work for themselves with an unlimited income potential. Yep. It's very sad, but that's the human race. Yeah. It's how, it's how our, it's how our brain is designed to do. Our brain is like, like on a fundamental level designed to protect us. That's right. And so like, if there's a loss in, in going all the way back, like if you don't take an action 10,000 years ago, a million years ago, like you're going to get eaten by that tiger. Yeah. So, but in, in today's world, like in real estate, there is no immediate consequence. There's no immediate loss to not doing the prospecting to not. And there's different types of it too. Like loss aversion can be the fear of rejection. Like if you talk to somebody and you say the wrong thing or you don't set the appointment, you're losing your status. You're losing yourself. So like there's other forms of loss aversion we can tap into sure. to help us, you know, do the right things every day as well. Yeah. And th- okay. So the story that I tell Yeah to use loss aversion to help the person be more productive is this. Because we know that about human behavior in that when they're in a world where they have a full-time job, they show up so much better. You have the same person, if they're at a job, their performance is a lot higher than it is when they work for themselves because of everything we just talked about. So can we create a world like that in real estate? Well, there's two ways to do it. So and we were talking to Ben on our team about this. I don't know if you heard this episode. I think I told you about this. He, he posed something. I'm like, wow, that is so great. One way to, to create that environment that you, that you speak of mm-hmm. is to get a job in real estate. Did I tell you about this? You've talked about it before, but go Check a little this bit deeper. Out. So this concept or this idea of if we know that most people will show up better for an employer because they get that guaranteed paycheck, there is an opportunity to have that world in this business by joining a team. Mm, Joining a team can represent the job while you're learning the, the skills, the behaviors, the mindset on what it takes to win in this business. Yeah. Maybe it makes sense for you in your first year to get into quote unquote, an environment that feels like a job where there's high levels of accountability. You've got to show up on time. There's a structure to your day. That's a team. That's a great run team with great leadership, great environment. Maybe you start off like that in your first year and say, okay, I'm winning in this business. Now let me go and do this on my own. And I think what a lot of people find is when they leave the team, because it's the same thing that happens. Here's what's so interesting. I don't know if you've had this conversation. So the same thing happens. The agent who's winning on a team, the team leaders that are listening to the show are going to love this. (laughs) They win big on the team. As you know, this is an ego-driven business. 100%. Just massive egos. I want to do it all, like just massive ego. That same person doesn't recognize that the reason they're winning on the team is because of the accountability. Yeah like they were when they're working at an employer. Yeah. So they go off on their own and often we see people's production drop. Yep. And they're like, well, what, how is this possible? When I was on the team, 
I was doing 45 deals a year. Now I'm only doing 15 on my own. What the heck? I don't understand. Right. And it's like, dude, it was the accountability. Yep. When, and you started off this conversation with how do I define accountability or how do you define accountability? I think accountability is someone other than yourself confronting you yes. on the commitments you've made. Yep. That's what I believe accountability to be. It's the perfect way to describe it yeah. because what really gets people to change and, and follow through on their stuff isn't from isn't like, hey, you said you were going to do this. It's it's having you look within yourself. And when you That's get exactly that right. gut feeling of like, oh, I, like, oh, they just exposed me. Like, damn. Yeah. Right. And, you know? and you're right. It isn't the waving of the finger. Right. It's someone confronting you. To look within yourself. That's right. What and, you committed to. And from a coaching standpoint, the way we do that is by asking Socratic style questions. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's yeah. like, Colton, you know, when we talked six months ago, you sat there and told me how important this was to you and your new wife that you were going to do this. You're going to do this. Yep. You know, what's changed? Yep. And then you're like, well, what do you mean? Well, you haven't shown up. You haven't prospected this the way you said you were going to, you know, did your goals change? And this is that inward, uh, discovery process, you get somebody to go through that yeah. introspection. Yeah. The other way to create a world of that we're trying to talk about this environment, this is the story that I tell. Mm. I say, okay, well, let's look at a business plan of someone that wants to make $250,000. Let's break down that business plan and, and find out how much would they make per contact, right? Whether or not that turned into an appointment or a lead. So dollar per contact. Yeah. And we find that, you know, I'm just making the number up. Let's just call it $50 per contact. I say to someone, imagine a world, and I'd be happy to do it. I've yet to have someone take me up on it. <laughs> but here's what I say. Colton, I'll give you the 250000 today. I'll write you a check after this meeting. We'll put it into your bank account. And every day that you have the 20 or 30 contacts that you need to have every day, you get to keep the money. Anytime you don't hit the contact goal, you lose $50 a contact. And let's see how you let's see how you you end up at the end of the year. Yep. And for most agents, it's simply a process of not having enough conversations because mm -hmm. at the end of the year, someone that takes me up on that deal is left with no money. Right. Cuz every day I'm taking I'm retracting money yep. out of their bank account. And when when an agent looks at it that from that standpoint, and James Clear talks about this in Atomic Habits, and I'm working with him right now. Nice. I'm going through his course right now. All right. He goes deep on these concepts. You have, to, you have to start to really focus on the process and the activities and mm -hmm. the behaviors versus the outcome, yep. versus the goal of yep. earning 250000 We have to focus on the small, actionable behaviors, yep. become addicted to those things yep. like a contact goal, and then the, the the game is to check mark all yep. your contacts off this literally a physical piece of paper every day, mm -hmm. and that's the thing that hardwires the behavior, yeah. the habit. And it's too painful to come in yep. and not check the the boxes. Dude, it's so funny you say that. I don't I don't think I've told you this. I've I've kind of built like a little bit of an app for myself to track all of my habits. So I've Sick. got a, a daily log. I track my habit, and then it goes up onto a dashboard I'm looking at, and I'm like. Dude, if I see that dashboard and I don't have my workout or I missed a workout or I've only worked out so much time, it kind of frustrates me, you know? So yeah. it's like when you can visually see it outside of your head, like it, it just makes it so much more real because it's outside of your head. Yeah. And, you know? and, and James, I love the way he, he articulates it. He talks about it's proof to the mind 
that you're making progress. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. in order to create a sustainable habit and behavior, and we've seen this with people that have accomplished goals and mm -hmm. people that, that failed to accomplish their goals. Yep. I mean, we're in February already, and I bet you there's all kinds of people that have already fallen off their New Year's resolutions, right? The gyms are empty again. Yeah. You know, it, the, 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 the gym... The beginning of January, I'm like, oh, it's a new year. It was just lines at every single station. Now it's empty again, empty. right? 30 yeah. days in the game. So, you know, we see those types of people and say, okay, well, what? how is it that we can stick to the goal mm -hmm. versus not? And it's just simply the process of tracking. Yeah. Yep. Because he talks about the brain needs to experience small wins. Mm -hmm. It gets the release of dopamine when you talk about the outcome, you talk about losing the weight, or you talk about the goal, yep. you talk about the watch, the car, whatever the goal is, yep. but it goes away quickly. Very fast. Very fast. So the brain needs real concrete proof or wins yep. that it actually is making progress. The how you do that is by the tracking mechanism. Mm -hmm. James talks about a financial planner in the book and how he became the number one salesperson in the office was not by, believe it or not, not by skills, not by anything else, but moving paper clips, right? After each call, he just focused on moving this pile of paper clips to this side of the desk. And that's all he became obsessed with is I got to get this pile of paper clips <laughs> one call at a time yeah. and I move one at a time. And that's all he focused on. Yeah. We can re we can do that with realtors off of our tracking sheet yep. to say it's all about the tracking sheet now. And you don't want to break the chain, oh. right, of 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 hitting your contact goal, marking that off on a calendar. Mm -hmm. and, and and if you can become addicted to that, it's a great game to play. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So let's kind of go back to the original kind of topic is like, well, how do you show up for yourself? And, and, and this is more of an insight mm -hmm. that I want people to get from today's episode is that think about how I think most people would agree in that they do show up more for other people yeah. and at the same time complain that they're not able to work for themselves. Mm -hmm. So that chicken or the egg yeah, thing. Yeah. And so this episode is more about awareness mm -hmm. to say, man, that's a good point because this this when I posted it on Instagram, yeah, the thing blew up, yeah. and everyone's like, "This is so true." Yep, yep. Why? That's crazy that I worked for this employer for 22 years. I bitched about it every single day until I was able to get into real estate full time. Yeah, and now that I'm in real estate full time, I barely show up. Mm -hmm. I barely prospect. Yep. But I was going in early. I was giving my blood, sweat, and tears to this employer. And I think it has everything to do with, you know, that fear of loss. And, and two, like with, with a job, with an employer, you, and when I say this, it's not a literal thing, but like, you don't have to think about like, you, you, you just, just do. do, like you got to use your mind, like, but you just do. And so what agents, the expectation in this business isn't laid out of what this job actually is. So they don't know how to design their day. They don't know what to do and when to do it. And so then they are thinking all day of what to do but they're not doing. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so if you can create a plan for yourself, put it on the calendar, let your calendar be your boss. That's right. And then just do what the calendar says or however, you know, with paper clips, whatever your mechanism is, design it and then follow it. Yeah, it's a great point because you know? now you're bringing up the, the idea of creative avoidance. Yes. And that's what people fall into when they start working for themselves for the first time. They don't know what to do. Right. So they get caught up in tricking themselves in that they're being productive mm -hmm. because they're just trying to, they're, they're like busy. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're not being productive. No. They're busy 
thinking about, okay, I got to do this, my website, my business cards, this folder, I got this, you know what I mean? And it's filled with things, but they're not moving the business forward Mm -hmm. because they're just focused on, you know, uh, a bunch of tasks that, that don't lead to productivity or income. Right. Yeah. You just, you got to know what to do and then just do it. 